Yo, how are you? You know how I'm doing. I'm doing good. You see this? You see this right above my shoulder right here? You see that? That's what we call carnage. And does uh, the Degenerate 75 love a little carnage? You know I do. I told you it was going to be carnage this week, and I told you I'd be here to eat it all up. I told you I would be here to drink those Sungjae tier M's of all those people who were like, I thought he was such a safe play. What a terrible play. Even if he made the cut, he would have squeezed in there. He's going to still finish T58. All your lineups with him weren't going anywhere anyway. So what are you doing playing him? That's so stupid. They'll never win a GPP. They just don't know. They just don't know. It's the, nothing worse than that. For all of you that don't know, I am the Degenerate 75. I am a high-limit DFS player uh who is trying to do something new in this industry i'm trying to focus on showdown but we also do a week-long thing but more on that later but i'm also trying to bring a little bit of energy and entertainment while at the same time kind of giving you the perspective of a high limit player that isn't always out there and i'm trying to marry those two things together and help you become a more successful dfs player both at week-long and at showdown and so that's what we do here on the Showdown Hoedown, is we look at Showdown Round 3, Showdown Round 4, but then we also do a week-long stream every Wednesday. Um, I uh, am pretty good at this stuff, but I would say even more than being good at it, my best gift is I can teach well. I can really explain what I do, why I do it well, and help you incorporate those ideas, and help you become a more successful DFS player. No matter what level you're at, whether you don't even know what PGA DFS is, I, I, I will do stuff that will uh, answer questions for even the most basic uh, of knowledge, people that have played casually but want to get a little bit more serious, and people who have been playing fairly serious but really want to play like at the highest level, I could probably help all three of those kinds of people uh, achieve their goals. That's what we do here. For all of you that don't know, my uh, my page here is only like, what, five weeks old or something like that? And we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. I've got to get to 1,000 subscribers because I made a bet with two buddies, a ridiculously large number of bets. I hope you watched my stream Wednesday night. Did you watch the stream Wednesday night? You better have. Because if you did, you're doing very well at week long right now. And in that, I said uh, how much money I'm doing in lineups this week. And it was a large, it's a large number. It make most people blush. Um, other people would be like, that's nothing. But a lot of people would make blush. And the bet that I have going with these two guys is more than that number. So just to let you know how serious I am about getting to 1,000, it has to be by the Open Championship. And we're about to be on round three of the U.S. Open, which is like awkwardly close. Like, I got to get over 100 subscribers a week over the next few weeks to get there. So I'm getting a little nervous. I'm getting a little nervous. The watch hours are through the roof. The number of views are through the roof. Like, blows my mind how much they are. But my subscribers are like not even at 700 yet. So here's what I'm going to do. You remember this? Remember when I did this for you the other night? I told you who's going to basically be the top highest owned eight players. Remember when I did that for you? Remember when I told you not to play that stupid Sungjae Donkey M chalk? The Donkey chalk? Remember when I told you that? You know you know how much I charge you for all of that? You know all these tout sites charge you like 75 bucks a month? You, you don't get charged anything here, and I promise you you're getting better information. So all I want in return. I know I have like five or 600 of you out there that are like part of the DGen army, and you roll deep with me, and I truly appreciate you guys following me and supporting all the stuff I do. But here's what you got to do to make it even because I ain't charging you shit for this. You go find one person. I don't care if it's your one friend, your wife, whoever. You go get them to subscribe to me. Okay, they don't have to watch my shit. Just get them to subscribe. I just need that number to say a thousand so I win my bet. You just, each of my homies, I know I have at least five to 600 of you out there that watch every single one of my shows without fail. Just go give me one person. One person, just do that for me. Go get me those subscriptions. I got to get to a thousand. I'm really starting to feel the pressure. It's not even so much about the money. It's I don't want to hear these fuckers talk shit to me for the next 50 years about winning this bet. So I've got to get it done. We're easily going to get there on all the other things that they didn't think I could do, but it's the subscribers has got me a little nervous. Help your man out one time. Help Degenerate75 out. 
By the way, go follow me on Twitter. If you're here on YouTube and you don't know, go follow me on Twitter. I'm the Degenerate 75. You'll hear me talk shit about people uh, in golf tournaments and usually tilt with my guy four putts, stuff like that. I also do really cool drawings. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I got five guys who made a lineup with me this week who are in the $100 millionaire maker this week. And, you know, we're sweating a million bucks. Well, a couple of us aren't sweating a million bucks because our lineups kind of went to shit. But a couple of us still have a chance to win some real money in that. And I split all the money with them 50-50. And I'm going to start doing that giveaway once a week. Obviously, there's not a millionaire maker every week. But I will put us in a contest together. And you and I, if you win the drawing, will build the lineup together. I'll enter it so it's completely free to you. And all the profits, we will split 50-50. So... How do you get in that drawing? I'm going to start doing it every Wednesday night during the stream because if you don't know, my stream is blowing the fuck up. It had like 200 people in it the other night and was consistently over 180 and saying that people want to hang out with me on a Wednesday night, but I appreciate you. And to show that, I'm going to do a drawing. And to get that drawing, you just have to do basically three simple things. Go like this video. Go leave a comment on this YouTube video and say, who is the one person that fucked over your, your week-long lineups this week? For me, it was definitely Cam Young with his stat correction, which somehow made him miss the cut on the number. He went from having a 7 to having an 8 on one of the holes. How do you make an 8? Anyways, I digress. And then go over and retweet this show on Twitter. If you do that, I'll put your name in the drawing. I do a big old Wheel of Fortune style spinning here on the show. And uh, the winner, I contact. I've got a whole bunch of winners so far. They will vouch that I do it and I follow through with it. So get in that drawing. Also, go leave me a five-star podcast review over on Apple Pods. If you do that and you put your Twitter handle on there, I'll give you three entries into that drawing. And even if you don't win the drawing, I'll just keep one of your names on there forever until you finally do win because I appreciate those. I got like like 50 or 60 five-star reviews over there. So thank you guys for doing that. I'm going to keep your name on there until you win. And we're going to be doing this for a long time. So you'll eventually win and then we'll just spike a GPP together and celebrate with beers and shit. Also, turn on notifications so you never miss my Wednesday stream or these Friday or Saturday night videos because I put one out for round three every Friday night, round four every Saturday night. So be there. Help a man out. We're growing like crazy. I got goals to reach here, people. More than anything, I just got bets to win, and I I don't want to lose. If you're not the kind of guy that likes YouTube videos, I'm in pod form. Apple, uh, Amazon, uh, Spotify, I'm on all of those. The Showdown Hoedown, you can't miss it. It's just the audio version of this. So maybe you don't want to look at my ugly mug, but you want to hear my thoughtful Uh, things that come out of my mouth. Well, then the pop form is definitely for you. Uh, We've talked about the schedule. We've talked about the drawing. Let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about what I said in the stream Wednesday because, you know, I got to hype myself up a little bit. I went, you know, when you put yourself out there and you got, I'm already starting to get my first haters. It's pretty exciting. I had some haters in the chat. I get precisely two dislikes on all of my videos. So I know there's like two slap dicks out there and their mom's facing me like, man, I'm going to give him a dislike because he's a douche. Whatever. I'm not for everybody. I mean, uh, people tend to really like me or really not like me. You'll probably find out in the first five minutes which one's for you. But... Uh, what I did is I put myself out there and I said, I am going all in on this AM PM wave draw. Let's go see how I did on that. Well, first of all, in round one, it looked like it was going to be pretty modest. So you can see that the only difference between these two in the first round was about a half a shot. And I thought the biggest wave advantage would happen on Thursday because it was clear that the winds were going to pick up in the afternoon and be a lot softer in the morning. And a half a shot is nothing to sneeze at. If you pick up a half a shot over both rounds and you get a full shot over those first two rounds, that is a significant difference. And if you're not playing, they're like, oh, shot, that's not that much. Well, you're an idiot and you'll never know how to play PGA DFS ever because that's one of the few things you can actually count on is a half a shot difference over a 78 player wave is a ginormous number 
ginormous, especially when you're talking about the difference in a birdie is three points versus a par or, you know, minus uh, uh, one point for a bogey versus getting the extra point for a par. Those really matter. And you're getting position points. Now multiply that times the six guys in your lineups and now go see what an extra 20 or 30 points would do to your GPP lineups right now. It'd make a big difference, wouldn't it? So I picked all 21 players from the AMPM wave. And yesterday I picked up a half a shot. And then today I thought, hey, it might be another good day. But for whatever reason, they went out there and watered the greens, which I think took it from being a slight edge for my guys today to making a huge edge. And today in round two, they picked up over another stroke difference in how the field played today. So over the two days, it played over a shot and a half easier. And I told you that I saw the way I was looking at the weather, it would be one to 1.5 shot difference. And it was even more than that. It was like 1.6 actually, which is huge that's like an extra birdie and a half or an extra par and a half it's probably another 10 to 15 spots in position on the leaderboard that is ginormous and i have that but here it's not just about the dk points it's also about a couple things you've probably never thought of when i see there's going to be a wave advantage i go all in on it because first of all go look at all the guys at the top of the leaderboard uh morikawa domin rory rom wise hostler buckley every Harmon, neesmith rogers Every single one of those guys, save Scotty Scheffler, who, you know, I've heard he's pretty good at golf, were from my wave. So when you play the better wave, you get the guys who are going to be at the top of the leaderboard. And if you've ever been high up in a GPB, you know that the number one thing that gets you high up in a GPB is having those guys in first, second, third, preferably all three, right? And so that's what happens when you play the guys in the better wave. They have the perfect scoring conditions. They're much more likely to go out and put up some badass rounds. But here's the other side of that. I also managed to get, I think, 16 of my 21 guys through the cut line, which is pretty insane this week because I think the cut rate was like a smooth like 2%, if that. Uh, Six to six rate was 2%. So because of that, whenever you've got guys who are kind of struggling or don't have their A game, their chances of making the cut go up exponentially because they're not having to grind in the hardest possible fucking conditions. And so because of that, I have a higher six of six rate. I have all kinds of guys sprinkled at the top of the leaderboard. And I have all kinds of super live lineups going into the weekend because I didn't sit here and be like, oh, but I like my model and my picks and I'm married to them. Fuck that. I liked Webb Simpson. I liked Tommy Fleetwood. I liked Tony Finau. I liked Scotty Scheffler. But they were all on the wrong side of the wave. And if I'm going to pick a lane, I'm going to go in that lane and go 150 miles an hour in it. And that's what I did. Yes, I didn't play any Scotty Scheffler. I didn't, which sucks because he I honestly think he's probably going to win this damn thing. But I also didn't play all those other guys who flopped and missed the cut that I would have potentially been on had I not chose the easier wave. Have I been wrong about the weather? Yes, like literally once ever. But like, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out to be a 1.6 uh, shot difference. But even if it's just like a half a shot or three quarters of a shot, to me, that's still worth it. Because we all take so much pride in our picks. And really what it comes down to is just picking the guys who have the best statistical advantage to go perform. And if that the, the number one thing that's going to lead to that is getting the best scoring conditions. There you go. There you go. Um, so that is why I went, you know, that's why you got to consider going all in on these waves. I know you want to have your little picture, like, but I really like these guys in this wave. Well, you know, like at the end of the day, they're just pawns in our game, homie. They're just pawns in our game. You're not loyal to anybody. Nobody is any more special than anybody. They're all just names on a board. Don't think of them as real people. Just think of them as pawns in your game. Because if you're playing DFS with emotion, you're doing it wrong. It's all just a game. It's a game of chess, and we're just moving our pieces around. The sooner you understand that, and you just make all of your decisions with your brain and none with your heart, you'll be so much more successful at DFS. I promise you. 
All right, a little bit about uh, how we're looking. Well, I talked about how we're looking. Let's check out how the week long is going. You can see, what do we got? About one to 2% here and almost all of the six of six rates. For all of you that don't know, I'm a big fan of cut sweats. I hope you're new to the station or new to the channel even, and you've never heard me talk about it. I am a big proponent of cut sweats. Nelson Adcock on Twitter runs it. I think it's the best website out there. If you're playing any more than 10 DFS lineups a week, I don't know how you can live without this. You've probably seen them on Twitter. We're like, oh yeah, that's the set. We're like, the, I mean, how many six of sixes there are? Yeah, they do that. They do. And that's cool. That's kind of the name of the site, but they do a lot more than that. They tell me how many times I have that guy in a lineup how much my total entries are for that guy how important that guy is like the impact rate is measuring how important that guy is for my overall success this week so like Patrick Cantlay squeezing on the number and Sebastian Munoz squeezing in on the number were fucking huge for me that was huge my number one and two guys squeezed under the cut lines if they go ham this weekend I could be very live because you can see I have them in a bunch of six of six lineups that would have been dead if they managed to miss the cut Cam Young, he was my third most important. I thought he rallied to make the cut, but I guess fucking stack corrections or some motherfucker stuff like that, whatever. So I guess he missed the cut on the number, whatever. I guess I'll take that for all those other chalk donkeys that missed it on the number. But it's so much more than that. You can go look at your lineups. Uh, you can go look at the contest you're in. This is probably the coolest part. I did 60 lineups this week, and I put those 60 lineups in a variety of different contests, contests that I thought that I have a, a plus EV, plus an expected value advantage in, mainly single entries and three maxes. And then I take all 60 of my lineups, and I always just go throw them in the $5 just because why the fuck not? It's like an extra 300 bucks. Who cares? And you can see overall in that one, I have a 15% uh, six of six rate. So 15% of my lineups were six of six this week when most people are, the rest of everybody else is like 2%. So do I have a huge edge on everybody this week just based on six of sixes? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have a huge edge. Like some would say like seven times as much. Um, not to mention, I have all kinds of guys dotting the top of the leaderboards. So I have six of sixes with tops of guys at the leaderboard. And if you don't know, that's a combination for fucking smashing a GPB. So we're very live. You can see the one that I did the most in. I did the $55. I talked a little bit about that Wednesday night. I ended up doing 29 in that one because uh, they uh, you know, they did that stupid offer where they're like, mm, if you enter this much, we'll give you 10% back. I'm like, well, that, you had me at hello. Uh, you go look at cut distributions in this one. You can see in the $55, the cut rate is only 1.7% in that one. And I have a cool 17.4% of my 29 lineups are six of six. Uh, even five of six are very live. If you don't know, a lot of you are like, I don't have no six of sixes. My week's over. Well, first of all, your week's not over because you're watching the Showdown Hoedown and our, sh our shit just began. We got the next two days. Our week's just beginning here on the Showdown Hoedown. But if you like week long a little bit more, don't forget, it was just last year. I had a five of six at the US Open and look at that shit. Look, look at that shit. Hey, hey, wait, I can't point at it. Look at that. Look, how do I point at it? Right there. Yeah, that's me winning a fucking ticket into the Fantasy Golf World Championship last year with a five of six. When there's this much carnage and the scoring is so tough this is like maybe one of three tournaments all year that a five of six can actually be a blessing because a six of six with a guy that goes and shoots 280s on the weekend isn't going to do you any good anyways so don't give up on your five of sixes especially if you have some guys lurking at the top of the leaderboard uh back to cut sweats uh you can see i have a huge edge there um you know there's all kinds of stuff if cam young would have not had his mystery stat correction i'd be doing even better if you think this cut sweats looks cool and you're not signed up my guy nelson is running a promo for me uh, and all my followers all you got to do is go sign up for a month and you get half off of his normal prices you just put in degen 75 d-e-g-e-n 75 and you can get this for a month and i promise you once you try it out for a month i bet you'll really like it and you'll want to stick with it so i encourage you to go give it a try especially because we're at the peak of golf season right now with the u.s open and the 
Open Championship on the horizon and some decent tournaments in between. By the way, this is always brought to you by Topa Chico. Forgive me. All right. How are my lineups doing? Let's go over to DraftKings and look. Um, my lineups. Where do you go to? Contest? What am I in? Contest? I don't even. I, I always look at this on my phone. Yeah, it says I'm winning like, what, 10 grand? But you know what that means on fucking Friday night. That doesn't mean anything. That just means I got some lineups that are way up there and some GPBs. I got some good six of sixes. I'm very live. Um, my five lineups, let's see if I can go pull that up. I have uh, the five lineups that I'm doing with my viewers. You can see one of them is in 560, 560th place in the Millionaire Maker. Uh, sorry, I don't know how to click on all this shit because I don't ever uh, do it. Um, I don't ever, oh, lineups. There we go. You can see our best lineup right here. Keegan, Siwoo Kim, Sebastian Munoz, John Rahm, Spieth, and Wise. That looks like the best lineup. It's a 500 place. Sadly, uh, Siwoo Kim did a little rallying, but didn't quite make it. So I don't think it, me and any of the viewers have any six of sixes, but a good five of six still could probably win us a few grand. And I'll be happy to PayPal them that money um, because that's what we do. You win the drawings, you get to make lineups with me and win like real, real money. Um, so all the more reason to go subscribe and like and enter the contest and get in there with me spread the word I, I don't do normal drawings where i'm just like here's 20 bucks fuck off i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm cooler than that I'm trying to build a community people um by the way this blows my mind how many of you don't know if you're not doing your missions every day people ask me the other day how did you get a million crowns i could never get a million crowns man i, I don't do a million dollars in lineups a year you go do your little missions go look at your phone scroll down on the main page and like you know like hey do a 500 dollars contest get four crowns do a 300 dollars contest get three thousand crowns i just do these every day mine today was like do a hundred and fifty dollars contest get 1750 crowns so i've already got one lineup in the 200 dollars single entry tomorrow for showdown it's easy. You just go reserve your lineup with the with the offer. That's how you get tons and tons of crowns. And you're like, I don't want to pay you that value. Well, trust me, dude. You're not at my level probably of drafting. So yours are going to be like, go do a $2 lineup and get 500 crowns. It'll be some bullshit like that, right? So they do it based on the level of player you are. I just, I have to tell you that. I can't believe some of you don't know about that. Okay, lobby. This is important shit. Uh, contest selection for tomorrow. Let's go look at round three. Here's the big $20, $300,000 total prize pool in that GPP. Remember, guaranteed prize pool. That's what GPP stands for. How much of that goes to first? You already know before you look. It's 100000 Should you play in a GPP where one-third of all the money goes to first? Not unless you're rich. Not unless you've won a bunch of GPPs and you have money to go burn because if you go put 100 line, let's just say you max it. You do 150 lines and that's $3,000. You're going to get that $3,000 back. And this is if you're really good. One out of four times you'll get that money back. One out of four. You're going to lose. I mean, you'll probably get some of that 3000 back, but you'll lose. You will get less than 3000 back at least 75% of the time because these GPPs are just structured terribly. And the guys that go in or 150 understand that, but they're good enough to go win this thing at least once a year to pay off all of those little losing weeks they had and justify um, doing that. I, I assume you're probably not. If you if the thought of putting $3,000 in one tournament blows your mind, then you ain't ready for it, homie. Trust me. And if you're like, but I really want to play for $100,000. That's so much money. Okay. Well, then here's the rule. Don't enter this contest unless you're willing to put at least 25 lineups in it. At least 25. Because if you're not going to put at least 25 in it, you're never going to have a decent enough player pool with enough combinations of that player pool to ever give yourself a chance. And if you want to put 25 lineups in a $20 contest, you're willing to spend 500 bucks. Let me talk to you about this $100 single entry and another $100 single entry and a $200 single entry. These are real tournaments that you could legit go win with a pretty good lineup and a good system 
and would still win crazy amounts of money. I mean, like, you're not gonna, if you win 10 grand, you're gonna be fucking doing backflips. Quit lying, quit lying. $100,000 is awesome, but you ain't never gonna win that. The 10,000, you could actually win. Ask my dude, Nick. Go check out this 44, uh, 1,500 to first, the $33 single entry, the $5 single, single entry. These are great contests, but I actually saw one last uh, earlier that I thought looked really good. Sort by total prizes. Oh, here it is. The $10 resurgence. I, they don't normally put this up. Go check out this one. $50,000 prize pool. It's only $10 an entry. So if you're wanting to be that guy that does $500 in entries, go put 50 in this bad boy. Now you can have a nice, you know, 18 to 20 person player pool, mix and match over those 50 lineups, and you still have a chance to win 10 grand. Like that's a, that's real money. And like these payout structures are just so much better because only 20% is going to first as opposed to a full third of the entire uh, prize pool. So be smart when you make these contest selections. Showdown, uh, I can give you all the edges you want and help you understand the math and the, the smart plays and the pivots and the ownership and all that, but none of it matters if you're just gonna go play fucking lottery tickets and these stupid GBPs. Do I play in those? Yes, I do, but I've won them before. Look, I, I think I literally have it up right here. Look, I won I won this at the US Open two years ago, $50,000. That gives me a lot of weeks of dicking off $1,000 uh, and I'll still be up. I can do that. Have you won one of those? Probably not. I hope you have, but you probably haven't. So be smart with your contest selection. All right. What's the first thing we always look at? This showdown hoedown. What's the, what's the first thing we look at? You've been with me this long and you don't even know? We always go look at the weather, homie. So let's go check out old Windfinder. All right. We're looking at refresh, stupid. All right. Here we go. Wind tomorrow looks, well, some would call that steady as fuck. Uh, looks pretty uh, the exact same all day. A little gusty. I wouldn't call those super easy scoring conditions unless they wait for my guys to go out there again and then water the greens for them. You know, what, what do you want me to say? I, things work out when you're a badass. So to be honest, uh, they keep, I keep hearing there might be rain tonight. I looked. I don't see any freaking rain coming in tonight. I went to this thing called the Weather Channel. Uh, they seem to do weather, and uh, I don't see any rain tonight. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So uh, unless they water the shits out of the greens, uh, it looks like, you know, it's just going to be another normal day. Obviously, the morning's always going to play a little bit easier than the afternoon. However, you also got to remember that all the guys that are playing well are also going to be going off in the afternoon because uh, I'm about 99% sure that they're going to be going off in twos tomorrow. Let me uh, let me check my app real quick and make sure I'm not lying to you. Tea times, you got round three up? Fuck no, you don't. This app sucks. Can we agree? This app sucks. It makes me, when you make me long for the PG2, PGA Tour app, you know your app sucks. I'm talking to you, PGA Championship and US Open. Your shit sucks. So we're going to assume they're going off all day. Um, the, I th I, what was it? My man, Jesse, he told me that like the magic number is like if it's more than 72 or 75 guys, they do them in threes. I don't think that many guys made the cut. It wasn't a crazy huge number that made the cut. So I'm almost for sure they'll be going off in twos all morning, starting probably uh, 7 a.m. all the way till one or two o'clock. So um, you got to, you, you know, I, I, I don't see any weather. I don't see any weather to try to take advantage of. Oh, I got to get on this side of the wind. I wouldn't even consider it. Wouldn't even consider it. What I'm going to be looking at is who's going to be chalky tomorrow, who are the good pivots, and who are guys that nobody's considering for a confluence of reasons. Hopefully you don't go over to my buddies over at Fantasy National because if you go to in-tournament stats, they're going to say, like, we have a contract with the PGA, so we can't put those stats up. Okay, awesome. Glad I pay for this. Um, okay, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go over here to Data Golf because I really encourage you this. I hope you're new to my channel. Are you new to my channel? I don't give you picks. I'm going to give you one guy I'm playing and one guy I'm fading. 
Uh, other than that, you ain't getting shit from me. I'm going to teach you how to fish. You're going to go fish for your damn self, okay? So if you want to look at stats, and if you're uncomfortable looking at stats, you need to just get over it. You go over here to Data Golf, and you go click right here, Live Tournament Stats. And these are free for everybody because the guys at Data Golf, they're pretty cool. You go bring it up, and this is what you'll see. You'll see all these numbers. You'll see putting, around the greens, approach, off the tee, tee to green. I wish they had ball striking on here, but I'm not going to complain because the shit's free. You can go look at event, round one, round two. There's really only two things you should be looking at. You should either be looking at the total event, how they're doing, or for round two. I don't really care how they did two days ago. That's pretty useless information. I want how they did today and how they're doing overall. So that's going to be event and round two. Right off the bat, the first thing you're going to want to look at is I like to go in and just see if anybody is really popping off the map. And the number one thing that everybody looks for, every idiot that plays Showdown that thinks they're sharp is like, I'm going to find guys that are ball striking well, but aren't putting well, because that's, that's going to flip. Okay. I mean, that, that is a good thing to look for, but you have to understand that even a person with like a 37 IQ understands that, and that's what they're looking for. So if you want, like when I tell you who's going to be chalky tomorrow, it's probably because they're a really good player because we know that people like big names. They're probably expensive. People like to spend their salary and they're probably ball striking. Did I nail the top three, all three of them last Saturday and showdown the three most popular guys? Yes, I did. Am I going to do it again today? Probably. I'm pretty fucking good at it. Don't forget. Don't forget for all of you that didn't tune in. I nailed the top high eight highest owned guys this week and week long. Everybody pays. How do you get good ownership projections? Just watch my stream on Wednesday night. I literally gave all eight of them. You're fucking welcome. All right. So who's going to be super highly owned tomorrow? Well, if you don't know, all you got to do right here is go to Scotty Scheffler. He is ball striking like a mofo. Uh, his approach is unbelievable. He got the shitty draw and he's still T8. I would bet very, very, very good money. Scotty Scheffler is the most popular player tomorrow. And it makes sense. Am I going to play him? Probably not. Why? Because he's going to be like, I would guess 28 to 30% owned. And I just don't play guys at that clip. Just like I didn't play Sungjae at 28% owned, no matter how good of a price he is or how many boxes he checks. Cause it's just stupid. It's just stupid, especially for a single round. So Scotty Scheffler is going to be your most popular guy tomorrow. Who's somebody else that's going to be very popular? You really just got to go through here and look and just find guys who are ball striking the hell out of it. That is going to be your most popular guys. Um, Justin Thomas with his approach, he will be very popular tomorrow, especially how like he didn't do so hot today. Let's see. I think it'd be easier if I just went and searched T to green and just looked for big names. Matthew Fitzpatrick will be popular. Oh, there we go. Colin Moore Cow will be popular. There was one. Oh, there it is. Joaquin Neiman's going to be super popular. Okay. Especially if you go look at round two today, who was just tearing it up T to green today, Joaquin Neiman, but he could not putt for his life so Joaquin Neiman Scotty Scheffler those will probably be two of the highest known if I had to guess I'd either go Xander Schauffele or Colin Morikawa as the last one I do know that people like to go look at big names that just barely squeeze through the cut line which if you don't know it looks like the cut line is going to be plus three <laughs> take that chalk donkeys carnage <laughs> okay so guys that barely made it through the cut line a big name that barely made it through the cut line would be Patrick Cantlay but Patrick Cantlay is not ball striking so I don't think he'll be very popular other big names that just barely squeezed over the, the, the finish line here. Uh, Max Homa kind of backdoored his way in. I love Max Homa tomorrow. But his approach was terrible today. You can't play a guy with terrible approach. No, idiot. You can play a guy with terrible approach because Max Homa's a ball striking mf And just because he had one round where he couldn't strike irons very well doesn't mean that's the way he's going to be forever. So people are going to see he had a bad round today, and they're going to be less likely to want to play him. Am I playing Max Homa tomorrow? Yeah, fuck it. I'll go ahead and tell you. That's the one guy I'm definitely playing tomorrow is Max Homa. There, you heard it here first. 
that's the kind of guys that are going to be uh, that, that are going to be pretty popular. So that's the easy thing. Why do we want to know that? Because you you should always start your showdown lineup with considering who's the most popular, and you need to determine if you want to eat that chalk. In one single round of eighteen holes, I would argue to say that it is never worth playing the chalk. That's my stance. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Because I ain't giving you picks. You play whoever the hell you want. I don't give a shit. It's your world. I'm just living in it. I mean, it's really my world. You're watching my show, but like, you know, I'm talking to you. Like, it's just me and you. All right. Uh, guys that kind of check the boxes for me. When you want to go find these diamond in the roughs, guys that could really pop off tomorrow that might be hidden, start looking at things that are a little bit different, right? Like, I want to, you know, like, let me see a guy that just was really terrible today around the greens or something like that. So let's just go search. Or no, no. Even before that, go search total shots. Who were some guys that lost shots or didn't gain shots today? Adam had one. He was zero strokes gain, uh, uh, game today total why do i like that because that means he's a bounce back candidate a lot of people played adam Hadwin showdown today and he screwed him over and people aren't going to want to play him tomorrow that makes him interesting to me uh uh callum Tarum, uh mj duffy uh david lingmurth all of them did not gain shots today but you know i think that's all because they kind of suck i'm not going to probably play those guys but those are examples but here are the guys i'm talking about guys that did not gain strokes today that are due for a major bounce back tomorrow because you know people overreact and who was like i think he was the number one most owned guy i didn't play showdown today but i saw he like had a huge jump in ownership dustin johnson three bogeys no birdies today you think anybody's going to go back to that tomorrow no they're not did he already show he can play well on this course yes he did on thursday even though he did not play well today he lost a stroke overall. Shots gained total. Dustin Johnson is a great bounce back pivot play. Those are the kind of plays you make right there. Am I telling you to play him? No. Dustin Johnson sucks. I never played Dustin Johnson. I'm saying he's the kind of guy that's a good play. Right below him, Justin Thomas. Another great bounce back play. Did not play well today. Played well Thursday. Could he bounce back? Yes. Is he going to be highly owned? Probably not so much because if you, I don't have the prices up yet. Let's go see if our buddy's over at, uh, what is this called? Um, Fantasy National has round three pricing up yet. Uh, the reason that makes him attractive is, well, no, it's not up. Because Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, John Rom, guys like that are going to be highly owned. At some point, people are going to run out of salary, and they can't play them all. So somebody like Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, get overlooked. Brooks Kepka, don't play him. Do not play Brooks Kepka tomorrow. Five strokes gained today. He gained five strokes on the field today. You think he's going to do that again tomorrow? And if you do think he's going to do that again tomorrow, do you really want to pay 18% ownership to watch him do that? To me, stay away from guys that had great rounds today. Go play these bounce back guys and find some dudes that are kind of sparkling in one stat that could really lead to them popping off tomorrow. That's just the great pivot to do on Saturday. When there's no big position points to factor in to get leverage, this is how you get leverage. You zig when everybody's zagging, especially in one single freaking round of showdown that's 18 holes. Justin Rose is a smash play tomorrow for a bounce back. Might he go shoot an 82 and you say, but the jury said five, I'll play him because you said a smash play. No, he's a smash play because of the ownership that he will be at versus the upside that he possesses. If you don't know Justin Rose has upside, go watch Sunday, last Sunday's round at the Canadian Open. Yeah, he has that kind of upside. You give me that at a discount, I don't care he might go shoot an 82 tomorrow. I'm planning for the 66 that he might go shoot. That's what makes them a smash play. A smash play doesn't it doesn't mean they're going to go off tomorrow and they're a non uh, they could never fail. It means that they are in position to win you a GPP because of their low ownership versus their upside. That's what a smash play is. Adam Scott, another good one. 
Gary Woodland, another good one. Which, by the way, I'm going to forget this guy, and he just caught my eye today. Check out this Will Bisseling guy. I think that's the French flag next to him there. Never heard of the guy. Not going to lie to you. I guess I, he, I overlooked him in, uh, when I was doing my research this week. But he's kind of ball striking the hell out of it. And I know I just went on this whole thing about, like, don't just play ball strikers who aren't putting. But when it's Will Bisseling, no one's heard of that motherfucker. I haven't heard of him, and I do this for a living. So you best be giving that guy a look. Did my Chris... My dude, Chris Goddard, made the cut. Let's go. I, pl- I played him on FanDuel. I, was, my, I put him in the big contest, too, because he's 7,100. It's so nice. Uh, give him a look. I, I'm telling you, that dude throws so many darts. I hate to say this, but give Bryson a look. I don't think anybody's going to play Bryson, and he picked up 2.6 on approach today. You've got to check that out. Uh, Max Homa, you got to check him out. Jordan Spieth, if you don't know, he is not playing particularly well, but the dude's making birdies. And if you don't know, showdown, I'd rather have a guy who has eight birdies and eight bogeys than has, uh, you know, one bogey and one birdie. So, you know, I think Jordan Spieth's a good play. He's also going to be another great pivot. Patrick Cantlay, nothing about it, says to play him. The only thing he's really gaining on is uh, putting. So you know what that tells me? Fucking play Patrick Cantlay. That's what it tells me because it doesn't make any sense to play him, right? He barely made the cut. He's being whiny, slow Patrick. He can't ball strike. He's not doing anything well. Okay, well, good. Because in showdown, first of all, nothing makes sense in PGA DFS. And in showdown, it really don't make any sense. Let's see. Who else barely made the cut? Terrell Hatton. Only getting it done around the greens and putting. No one's going to be on him. No one's going to be on him. I wish they'd go update Cam Young's stats here. Go look at maybe some guys who are really shitting the bed so far in the event around the green. Rory. I mean, I, I, I'm going to tell you, Rory, I'm playing Rory, mainly just because I want to mush him. Because if you don't know, I have a weird relationship with Rory. And uh, I want to mush the hell out of him. Is he mainly getting it done with his putter? Yes. But his ball striking is still pretty good, too. So, yes, I will probably play some Rory, especially to pivot off those other guys. Although, he, okay, I lied. The three most popular are going to be Rory. I'm updating it. Who did I say earlier? It was Rory. It was uh, Neiman, and it is, who the hell was the third one? Who was ball striking today? The big name, oh, Scotty Scheffler, dumbass. Okay, yes, so there you go. Uh, I, I, I want to amend my answer and put Rory in that top three. Whoever I had third originally put him back at, uh, put him in fourth now. Guys who are really giving it away around the greens that, uh, you know, they might be losing a lot of strokes that otherwise they wouldn't. That we have not talked about. Wow, Mackenzie Hughes has actually got pretty good approach. And he's putting. And we know Mackenzie Hughes can putt. That might be a sneaky one. Seamus Power. There you go. Well, he's getting it mostly done with a putter, though. Yeah, I'll take that back. These are names for you to go look at. I don't get Bryson. He is not getting it done around the greens. Uh, and his approach is on. I, I got to tell you, Bryson actually makes some sense. And let's not forget, not that I haven't showed this three times already, Bryson was in my $50,000 lineup two years ago, so I'm pretty sure he runs well at the U.S. Open. Uh, other guys, uh, I'm not really seeing any guys that are just completely shitting the bed. Uh, Min Woo Lee, there you go, Min Woo Lee. He actually made an eagle, I think, on 17 to make the cut. And those guys that barely make the cut and have no reason being there, I swear sometimes they just relax and go off on Saturdays. Off the tee could be a sneaky one to look at. That's where I first caught this Will Bustling guy. Uh, oh, Corey Connors, wah, wah, didn't make it. These are just some stats to go look at. I'm trying to give you some other things because everybody's going to search ball striking and approach. And yes, those are two good things to look at. But I'm trying to give you some alternate things to go help find those diamonds in the rough that make you have some good pivots. But really, 
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go make your player pool, and I want you to think, if you make a player pool and you find yourself like in 10 or 12 guys, just do like two or three lineups and some single entries. If you end up starring 20 guys that you like, maybe go do a 20 max or something like that, right? I think they have a really good $4 20 max uh, tomorrow and a $1 20 max. So almost any budget you're on, you can do those 20 maxes and have some fun with it. Work on building your player pool. Work on keeping it tight. Work on doing all those different combinations of players so you get proper exposure to all of your guys. It doesn't matter if you have a 20-person player pool if five guys in those player pool are only in one of your lineups well then that's not a fucking player pool and you don't get it if you're playing 20 lineups you want to make sure every guy is in at least three of those lineups all right we've covered chalk we've covered pivot the one guy i'm definitely playing tomorrow who did i say i'm definitely playing max homa tomorrow the one guy i'm definitely not playing tomorrow just because i think he's going to be chalky is joaquin neiman is joaquin neiman make all the sense in the world to play tomorrow yes but i got him in like 50 percent of all of my uh Week-long lineups, if you want to see, there's my week-long. Let's see. Let's go over here. Neiman is in 44% of all of my week-long lineups. Well, not 44% of the lineups, but 44% of my money is connected to Neiman. So if he does well tomorrow, it'll just help out my week-long. So I'm kind of cool. I'll just use that as a hedge. You can see my number one play this week was Mr. Aaron Wise in 48% of all my lineups. Is Aaron Wise doing well? Yeah. Some would say it was a wise play. What I want you to do is I want you to like this video. I want you to subscribe to my channel. I want you to go get one person. Come on, man, help me out. Just go get one person to subscribe to my channel. Even if they don't give a shit about this, just go get them to subscribe because I need to get to a thousand because I don't want to lose that bet. I need you to go like and retweet over on Twitter. You do those things, I'm going to put you in the big drawing Wednesday night for another $100 ticket that you'll get to make with me and we will enter it and we will sweat it together and hopefully win some real money. I am always available. If you need to ask me questions, I, I'm getting to the point. I'm getting so many messages. I should stop saying this, but just reach out to me on at the degenerate 75 on Twitter. I try to not big dog anybody. I will answer your question, whether you are a noob or you are a person looking to become a professional because I've been at all of those stages and I can probably help you help me grow my channel guys. I appreciate you so much for being here and supporting me and continuing to help me grow. I will see you tomorrow night because we do this every Friday night every Saturday night and every Wednesday night for a live stream. I appreciate you guys being here. Let's go win some money tomorrow. Even if week long's kicking your ass, we can always get it back at showdown. I hope you enjoy my outro.